Hey, the grapefruit and cactus leagues are feeling the heat already. And I'm not talking about the weather getting closer to spring. I'm DJ Ingve Amish. Ooh, and I am Amos, and I know the difference between a grape and a cactus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Little That's all I got. Little tantalizing tart fruits. Yeah, you eat the cactus and you throw the grapes. <laughs> hey, the arms are on fire, Amos. You see you see what I saw with Shoei Otani, Hunter Green, and a bunch of other fireballers this past week? Man, it was lit. Literally. Ha. Yep, you got croquet, uh, Crochet, that or however you say his name, for the White Sox coming in, mm. throwing 99. Otani hitting 100. Green hitting 100. You had some, um, you had Jordan Hicks throwing 102s. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about Hicks too. Yeah, he's back too. Crazy. He is hot. According to a tweet put up by the Athletics Angels beat writer Fabian Ardaya late last week, of course, a 35-pitch live BP producing 100 miles an hour on the fastball from the Babe Ruth of Japan. And then this week, in a start against Oakland, he proceeded to pitch a scoreless first inning with three strikeouts. Otani also, also issuing one walk, gave up a double down the left field line. But yeah, 96 to 100 mile an hour fastball with a sick splitter mixed in. You see the Pitching Ninja videos? Yes. Filthy. 22 pitches, 13 were strikes. Meanwhile, Amos, Angels uh, get some hitting from him, too. He clears the batter's eye against Texas on a massive home run. Yeah, that was something I was, I'm going to ask a little later. Um, but, yeah, that was a mammoth shot, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, and, and I, I wrote, also made note uh, that the Angels, you know, they got a couple other very interesting-looking pitching prospects and Chris Rodriguez and Reed Detmers. I encourage you to check those guys out, too. Uh, but, yeah, will the Angels get the hitting to back it up for any of it to be in, in time to get old? going to be old man Trout to the playoffs, but, you know, they don't want him to get old and decrepit before all this happens, right? He's going to be 30 soon. <laughs> Can you believe that? He's already yeah. going to be 30. And then you gave me a, another uh, reminder of a crazy stat from the Angels. Uh, what was that again? Oh, yeah, this is great. Uh, of course, we all know uh, John Boy Media and all them. Uh, this is from Talking Baseball. Mm-hmm. And it was saying that the LA Angels are the only MLB team to have finished under 500 each of the last five seasons. <laughs> now, just to expand on that, someone expanded in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I checked it, and it seemed like it was accurate. So please feel free to double-check me if you don't believe me. But someone put in right under it, it says, For those that are wondering, Pirates won 82 games in 2018. Tigers won 86 in 2016. Mariners won 89 in 2018. Giants won 86 in 2016. Orioles won 89. Rangers won 95. And the reason they chose those teams is because now they're god-awful. Um, right. And they just add one more note to that. The closest team on to being on the list with the Angels are the Royals, who won 81 games in 2016, which is exactly 500 record. So oh. they're counting everything under 500. Right. So, yeah. Right after their two championship-type seasons, American, American League championships, at least both of those seasons in one World Series. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, speaking of, you know, the arms of Hunter Green. Cincinnati Reds' former top pick, the second overall selection in the 2017 draft. Uh, you know, he made his long-awaited spring training debut after some off-seasons of injury. Uh, this was a back on the second against the Angels. Uh, you clocked the first por- four pitches, uh, Amos. 101, 102, 103, and then gets a 103 punch down the first baseline for a single by David Fletcher. And then get this. They had a pass ball. Fletcher. 
They get a pass ball. Fletcher takes second. John Jay hit by pitch with a 2-0 count. First pitch home run by Jose Iglesias to make it 3-0. Then a four-pitch walk to Jared Walsh before a mound visit. Then a three-pitch strikeout by of Phil Goslin. First pitch single by Juan Legaris. Then a crazy play where Taylor Ward reaches on a missed catch by Green, but Walsh gets thrown out at home. And then uh, this one I didn't get. Joe Adele gets placed at third and is the third out for, for whatever spring training reason. Anyway, <laughs> that's your Hunter Green debut. It was nuts. Wow. <laughs> Sign him up. <laughs> Sign him up. He already sounds better than half the pitching on that team anyway. <laughs> Well, gotta do. Can gotta I do can something. I also offer my pitcher of the week so far? Oh yeah, please. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tell you a name that you haven't heard of in a long time. Do you remember Cam Bedrosian? Right. No, he's a what a tiger. What is he? He pitches for the Cincinnati Reds right now, Reds, and I watched yeah. this happen just yesterday. Of course, well, mm-hmm. uh, Friday now. Okay. But he pitched an immaculate inning. Three oh, Ks, oh. three strikeouts, obviously, on three pitches. Three strikeouts, nine, nine pitches. pitches. All yep. of them swing and miss. All, all swings. Oh Not all the strikeouts. All the pitches were right. swing and miss. Right. <laughs> it was really impressive. I mean, I'm... A real-life Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah. Uh, sequence, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I know it's spring training, but, I mean, even then, it just it was just impressive to watch, so... Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Just a little fun note there. Well, how about the latest numbers on MLB safety protocol, their operation to keep your proximity alarms armed and wear masks at spring training? Amos, take take it away. Take your tinfoil hats off, people. It's not going to be that bad. (laughs) I'm sure we'll be fine in a couple months. Oh, sorry. That was what I said last year. Okay, hold on. Let (laughs) Let me get to this year. Fast forward, fast forward. No. But seriously, though, it's still looking pretty solid. Um, According to John Morosi, he was announcing that um, the testing from both Major League players and MLB in general, you know, like staff and people like that, they did 13,718 tests, only five new positives. So that's a rate of 0.04%. But Tim LaCastro, Tim LaCastro. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I didn't say that the quantity wasn't bad. Or the quality wasn't bad. I always get those mixed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You can't you can't hurt the goat that we don't know is a goat yet. Yes. Tim LaCastro needs to run away from that as fast as he can. COVID can't catch LaCastro. <laughs> you cannot. The COVID can't catch LaCastro. God, that hurts to say. But, <laughs> yeah, not only that, but we've, you know, seen reports of um, the Houston Astros having some, uh, I believe, uh, what was it, eight pitchers on COVID list. Some of them are pre- for precautions. Yeah, precautions. Mm-hmm. Um, Marlins pitcher, I think it might have been Sixto Sanchez. I can't remember, but uh, he was back on the field after a false positive. So, mm, yeah. Um, if they're not reporting on it, it looks like false positives are kind of starting to become a thing of the past now. At least when it comes to Major League Baseball testing. But you right. have those okay, those instances every now and then. Yeah. Hey, Twins fans, by the way, Andrelton Simmons, not a COVID case, just a visa issue. <laughs> He's finally in Florida. <laughs> you had all winter to get that fixed, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Amos, about three coals left from this stove that we had so hot, but uh, 
We'll get into one of the hottest ones in a minute, but first, Jackie Bradley Jr., old JBJ, is signed with the Brujas. What are the details there? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I didn't. You know, it makes sense now <laughs> that he went to the Brewers with Ryan okay. Braun deciding not to play this year for whatever mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. Um, whether it's COVID or he just doesn't want to play. But, yeah, Jackie Bradley Jr. going to Milwaukee on a two-year, $24 million deer. That's fairly cheap for a gold glover like that. And now you got to look at this outfield that the Brewers are tossing out there with Lorenzo Kane and Jackie Bradley Jr. And Yeah, so what, you got Yelich in left, Kane in center, Garcia in right. But I think it's a great situation. Bradley shuttling in and out of the lineup against righties, I suppose, with Kane as a pinch hit double switch type, maybe. Well, you think Kane would still be their leadoff hitter. Um, oh, and sure. then you would put Yelich right behind him. Uh, Avasil Garcia, I said it last year when the Brewers signed him. I was like, that's probably the best pickup the Brewers could have made. I like Avasil Garcia, and he's still a very solid hitter. Um, of course, we think Jackie Bradley Jr. To me, you think defense, but... Yeah. Um, I don't have the Brewers defensive metrics in front of me or do nor do I know them, but they must have been looking at some defensive improvements. You know, we can't forget they mm-hmm. got Colt Wong earlier in the yeah. offseason and now they're right. getting Jackie Bradley Jr. So maybe they're shoring up that defense. But yeah, right. that's a great signing. Twelve million a year is not bad for a gold glover. So yeah. when they when they had a little money to spend, I mean why why not spend it? Good stuff. Well, again, perhaps the hottest coal left is uh, this one that you brought to my attention. Uh, kind of bittersweet for me as a Twins fan, but I'm very interested if the success for him will be as good as it turned out to be for Ryan Presley. Uh, will you do the honors for me, sir, in announcing this big signing and erasing our list at last? Oh, uh, yes. You know, you, you, you're, your favorite pitcher of all time. I know. I know. It's hard to say. Um, with the injury to Framber Valdez... Um, with Houston, is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Framber Vardes. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting my notes mixed up. Don't edit that. That's me messing up. But yeah, so the uh, Astros have went out and signed the top free agent pitcher at this point. Was the top free agent pitcher at this point, Jake Odorizzi, on a two-year deal. Now, as of uh, right now, of us recording, the numbers aren't out there. But John Amon was reporting on Twitter, and I quote: "Full terms on Odorizzi deal aren't known." But the incentives he has a chance, but with incentives, he has a chance to make 30 mil over two years. That would include a buyout for the third year, like a player option. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we were thinking Angels. Uh, I forgot which team you thought you would see him well, go to. But. Jays, and then I agreed with the Angels the week after that. And I even saw some t- people on Twitter saying, yeah, we're kind of shocked that you know, Angels would have been a good team. But Angels blew it, man. That should have been their guy. That honestly yeah. should have been their guy right there, but well, you know he gives up a lot of home runs, you know, because he's he's a fly ball inducing type pitcher, uh, you know, locates well in the strike zone, but he he just doesn't have a lot of stamina either. I mean, he's averaging like five and a third innings per start, I think, in the last five years or something. So, yeah, but now you got to face him. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> he's not on your team, so now you got to face him. But. Yeah. 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 So your top agent free pitcher going to the Astros. So yeah, Odorizzi and, and Bradley are off our boards. Almost clear. More on that in a moment. Uh, but first, a little minor one in Kansas City is speedster Gerard Dyson is back with the Royals. Amos, will yeah. he make the opening day squad? Dabble those haters, Gerard. 
That's what he says, right? <laughs> Let me go get my cane, and I'll see if I was that's right. Yeah, Gerard Dyson going back to Kansas City, his home team, as he quoted, saying, it's so nice to be back with my home team. Obviously, for those who remember, he was part of the World Series winners of the Kansas City Royals back in 2015, I believe. So, but yeah, one year, 1.5 mil. He has a $250,000 performance bonus. Um, I couldn't find what the specifics were. I'm going to assume it's, you know, game started or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, just a good signing. I mean, we got to look at what these Royals are starting to throw out on the field. And I think they're finally getting to that stage, in my opinion, that they need those veterans to mix in with those younger guys that have very limited major league experience. Yeah, he can't sneeze at 256 career steals in his 10 seasons, too. Well, we did point out, even last season before we started, that the Royals were going to lead the speed revolution, and now they're just solidifying that to me by getting more guys that are fast. You know Exactly. I also saw while researching a Twitter topic that uh, Nicky Lopez gave him back his uniform, number one, and he's going to wear number eight instead. That's pretty nice, huh? Oh, what a bum. Stand <laughs> your ground, Nicky. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, some others of note to blow through. Uh, I'll have a question for you in a second. Another lefty landed in San Francisco, though. Uh, Giants, Inc. Jose Alvarez. But, Amos, your Cubbies yeah. are bringing in Eric Sogard. Do you think he's got a shot at breaking for Wrigley Field April 1st against the Pirates? If they're smart, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, he's the speed that they need. You know, I like Nico Horner, but you need something besides him, and Eric Sogard is... Yeah, he's not Billy Hamilton fast, but he's probably going to be the fastest guy on that team. So at the minimum, you could use him as a pinch runner late in the game. So, yes, they yeah. should bring him to the Major League squad. Um, I believe this was a minor invite, but if he doesn't make it, I'm going to be kind of surprised. I mean, the Cubs okay. need some speed. So, All right. Other ones will blurt out uh, Marlins minor league deal with Gio Gonzalez. Diamondbacks bringing in formal, former uh, Royals right-handed hurler Heath Fillmire. And mm -hmm. uh, former twin and brave righty Anthony Swarzak, both think to minor league deals. That's a good signing. Red Sox looking to back up the bench some more with Danny Santana. Uh, he should have a shot at joining Marwin Gonzalez as a super utility type, don't you think? Do you feel like these teams, I agree, by the way, but do you feel like these teams like the Diamondbacks and Marlins are signing sneaky good players? I don't know. I haven't got the real great feel as to what's going on there, but... I mean, I love it, especially some of these National League deals that you get, you know, like the Jackie Bradley Jr., where, you know, you're going to do the double switch type stuff because there's no DH. But mm. as far as, yeah, American League benches and stuff, I mean, now you can go, if you're a Red Sox uh, organization, can go a little bit deeper in the pitching, you know, do like a 13-man staff instead of the usual 12 or 11. It's just kind of, you know, a little strategy-wise interesting. Well, we'll talk about the National League preview coming up soon. Um, yeah. We'll be going over that relatively, and we can dive in a little bit into these pieces that they've right. signed. But. Right. Well, first, uh, we got to talk about the Framber Valdez injury, of course, because of the Odorizzi signing. Uh, Amos, the Astros starter, suffered a broken ring finger in his pitching hand while trying to field a comebacker off the bat of Francisco Lindor last week. Oh, was that it? I was going to say commitment hurts a lot sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, not knowing the extent of the injury at the time, he stayed in the game and wound up throwing a total of 24 pitches in two innings of work. But now it looks like he's facing possible season-ending surgery. Uh, as of uh, last check, he was looking for that second opinion. 
Are there any other injuries of note we should be talking about as well? Yes, I've got an update on one that I saw probably five minutes before we went live, or five seconds that we went live. Um, now, the details are still a little fuzzy, but I was seeing reports that JT Romuto had his cast taken off. Oh. Um, and he could be ready for opening day. Crazy. Wow. Who would have yeah. thought that would be a possibility? Phillies fans, wipe that sweat off. <laughs> Uh, this was an interesting one that just crossed as well today. Jared Kelenich, I guess, uh, running out of ground to first base, tweaked his knee. So that's going to give him a perfect excuse, isn't it, to not have him up in April? God, what an overpaid bum. <laughs> I wonder if his English is any good. <laughs> All right. by that yet? <laughs> there is another free agent of note. Um, the English is but- all right. <laughs> Sent it to you in the uh, in the old uh, message thing, according to John Heyman. I guess he's he's ready to pitch and is going to begin talking to clubs. Said Heyman, "Do you see that?" A pitcher that I didn't even know was a free agent. <laughs> By the way, uh-huh. uh, I guess that's how slow it's been at the beginning of uh, free agency. But yeah, Roberto Asuna getting ready to pitch and he's begin talking to clubs. Uh, he will be holding a showcase on Friday, March 12th at 11 o'clock. I don't know what that actually means, but. It's the uh, uh, timing of the, the zone, whatever it is. I, I want to say Antiguas or something. Whatever the oh, time okay. zone is. <laughs> at Tetelo Vargas Stadium. So in the Dominican Republic. So yeah, there you go. Um, I Like I said, I didn't know he was a free agent still. I really had no idea he was a free agent. I thought he went back to um, the Astros, but guess not. And, of course, you know, everybody's still hanging over the whole domestic possibility issue thing that, you know, was put to bed at the acquittal and whatnot. But people, you know, still hanging on to it regardless, I guess. Well, innocent until proven guilty, right? (laughs) Guilty until proven isn't, I mean. (laughs) All right. Enough of that. On to Twitter topics. Insert bird noise here. <laughs> My goodness, not again, Adam Adovino, not again. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm not buying into. I think he's. I think <laughs> His quote that he said of, of Adam Adovino facing Ted Williams, I feel like I would do just fine. That doesn't sound like a cocky statement to me. That sounds like uh, <laughs> it sounds like he's less confident now because remember the first time he was like, oh, I'd do it. I'd strike him out seven out of ten times. Now I was like, I think I would do just fine. You know, <laughs> I guess it was the context of how he said it. But <laughs> I, mean, I would be interested. I mean, you can do that in the show, right? Let's put him up against Ted Williams. See what happens. Exactly, exactly. Now, we, now all the guys on the on the video game are going to be trying it with Adam. Uh, Amos Chris Creamer is the founder of SportsLogos.net. Uh, he linked a story to a tweet listeners might like to read that I'll now put up at the Hot Takes Corner Twitter. Uh, a big oops to MLB who had the logo posted accidentally on a website that advertised its live streaming service. Uh, it shows a blue baseball doubling as a view of the earth with a map of North America in front and center, with uh, portions of South America and extra close Africa also visible, with white baseball stitching running through the upper corners of the globe. (laughs) Tectonic plates. 
shifting, yeah. But the words uh, World Series on it and a scene serif typeface uh, in white with silver embellishments. Uh, below that, the familiar MLB trademark in its usual colors flanked by 2021 in red. Uh, Amos, according to Creamer's research, it's the first time the globe has been seen since 2007's logo and would be the first time the logo would actually show any mapped landmass on the planet. You can also get a look at the already officially released logos of the ALCS and NLCS for 2021. They're sponsored by Lone Depot there. Is that really a logo? I mean, is that really an Earth logo in 2017? It just looks like a circle with different parts in it. I mean, that does look like a... <laughs> well, it's like, I like the lines through I think all of them had lines represented, didn't they? Or... I mean, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I just okay. I'm not going to doubt their, I'm not going to doubt them. I mean, obviously they classify it. Now, the only thing they, they could do to make this better is you need to use a blue baseball with silver seams in the World Series. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> let's just make it fun. Let's make it, let's, you know, they played at night. Let's use a dark blue ball. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Glow in the dark seams. I don't know. But yeah, no, really, I like this logo. I like it a lot better than last year's. Last year's yeah. really fit in with last year. Um right. Represented the year well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very uh, boring, but tragic. <laughs> so, Well, one of you and my's favorite baseball quotes brought back a tweet they put out in late January after some monster bombs put up during this past week of spring training of the longest known pro baseball history home run from back in 1987 uh, before their was a Colorado Rockies team to try and match it. Joey Meyer of the then AAA Denver Zephyrs, who was part of the Milwaukee Brewers uh, minor league system, launched one 582 feet at Mile High Stadium, captured on the video camera. Again, I'm going to put that up on the Hot Takes Twitter right now for all you to enjoy. And it is hard to see, but you can see where it lands. (laughs) I missed the 1,000 people or so that were there, I guess they said. (laughs) I'm telling you, Mile High. Like, even though that was, you know, mild highs, I just, that's amazing. 582 feet. <laughs> I, I just, mean, they're talking about, you know, Dave Kingman home runs, though, back at Wrigley, going like 600 feet or something, but nobody can prove it. Yeah, like, even if you look at the, like, even when you watch the video, you still, like, it looked very basic. I mean, you didn't, you would mm-hmm. never have expected that thing to go 582 feet. Yeah, but, there were some people questioning, I mean, I mean, what are the metrics? How do you, how did you figure that, you know? <laughs> Are you putting in extra factors like the the light mountain air? What's going on? You know, what's the deal? I just, I mean, yeah, it's nice. I just, I need to see some more. I get that it's valid or it must be validated. I mean, it must be. Right. One way or the other. They did measurement type, you know, metrics and stuff back then. That ball was definitely juiced. (laughs) He's juiced up. Well, I'll let you read uh, the tweet from the Orioles, Amos. We had some sad news in the world of baseball. Uh, you know, again, there's a hundred games. <laughs> well, that's sad in itself, but Orioles fans, uh, they lost a championship mm-hmm. manager from the, the early eighties, right after Earl Weaver retired. As a matter of fact, they won the world series in 83 and this guy was the manager. Tell us more. Right. So the Orioles put up, uh, on their official Twitter back on the third of March, um, Joe Altabelli, hopefully I'm saying his name, right. Mm-hmm. Um, passed away. Was this week, and um, they gave like a short little message on their on their Twitter account. Um, I'm going to read it just real quick here. Uh, "Quote: The Orioles are saddened to learn of the passing of former manager Joe Altabelli, 
who led Baltimore to a World Series or to a World Championship in 1983, his first season at the helm. A tremendous leader, Altabelli's compassion, skill, and baseball expertise contributed to the Hall of Fame careers of Eddie Murray, Jim Palmer, and Cal Ripken Jr. We send our sympathies to Altabelli's family and many friends throughout the game. End quote. So yeah, yeah I mean, there's been a few pictures that people are putting under there of him. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, the Oriole fan base, I mean, I know this is going to sound dumb to say, but they know this guy. So um, I'm not as big as an Orioles fan as some other people are, but this guy seemed like he really was, I guess, manager-wise, one of the greats. So Yeah, he really embodied a lot of just what Weaver passed down without you know the baggage of, of the anger that Weaver put forth on the field. I mean, Altabelli, uh, you know, almost a, an opposite type of temperament, just a kind, you know, good-hearted, you know, well-mannered guy. And I mean, this is a tough one to take, especially, you know, in the wake of the time of Lasorda death here not too long ago is mm-hmm. for baseball. So, yeah, our hearts out to the Orioles fans and, and uh, El Tabelli uh, backers. Uh, Amos, did you see this? A submission was made to the Urban Land Institute in Kansas City regarding a new ballpark for the Royals. Uh, The Urban Land Institute claims itself to be the oldest and largest network of cross-disciplinary real estate and land use experts in the world, and its members include thousands of architecture students from all walks of life. And an entry from Georgia Tech called Catalyst is described as celebrating Kansas City's agricultural roots while launching the city into a future of food. It includes a vision of a central business district redo that includes the area that is now Kansas City's East Village and includes a vision of a downtown baseball stadium. Yeah, and, you know, we've been seeing a lot of these, um, I guess you could call them mock future builds of these stadiums. You know, we saw that the Rays had one we covered a couple months ago. Um, we saw one that Oakland's been teasing up all around. Yeah, and, I meant to ask you, what do you thought of that center field look from that one, the Oakland one? That seems like a very ambitious. You think it's pretty ambitious, yeah? You know what? I mean, it would look great if it works. Like if they can pull oh, that off, gosh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm all for it. But it seems like such a mm-hmm. stretch to pull something off like that. But I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe they can. Um, I don't think we'll see these for a while, but the the Kansas City one, it looks it looks all right. I mean, I I'm I didn't not like a the big roof. <laughs> fan of the big swoop, yeah, line home plate. I'm just not a big fan of that. Um, that and the the roof thing is just kind of like, huh? <laughs> yeah, and you know it's facing east, which someone was like, oh, I'm surprised it's facing east, <laughs> but that's tradition. I, and there's only it's one picture tradition. of it, I believe, right? There's, I think so. That I've seen anyway. Yeah, so I mean, at this point, obviously, it's just a mock. You know, we don't know details of like, um, what do you call it? Little um, venues that's just outside the ballpark, or like you oh, know, how sure. Cubs have the Cubs Park right outside of uh, the outfield or something. So, yeah. um, it looks like you know, in the picture, it's interesting. They got a small baseball field right next to it. Now, I got to say, if that, I know that's just to make the picture look better, but. Can you imagine being a kid and playing on that small ball field and right. turn around and be like, that's my dream right there, you know, <laughs> play in that yeah. stadium. So, I mean, it looks all right. I can't, I can't design anything better. So true. As we'll find out in the new MLB, the show game, but th- I mean, we're, we're like we said, we're seeing a lot of teams come out with these mock builds. Um, 
I got to say, this is probably my least favorite one that I've seen. I agree. I have to agree. So we'll see what they do with it. You know, this, you know, there's no plans. I don't think there's been, it's not been approved, obviously. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just an architectural contest. So good luck to the Georgia Tech people. And the comments below, once again, seem to be very negative. Like they're not harsh. They're just a little negative. And someone even put pictures up of, you know, Kauffman Stadium right now. And they're Mm -hmm. like, that's not as pretty as this. And I kind of agree. You know, the Royals stadium kind of has its own little crown touch to it. Mm -hmm. So uh, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll check in in about 15 years and see. (laughs) There it is. All right. Well, uh, that's that's about it this week. Um, Mailbag, Amos, how can how can people fill our show up with, with other things? Yeah, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, which we would really encourage. We know you're out there. We know you get in touch with people. Hopefully you know how to talk to people. I'm looking at you, Kevin. I don't know if anybody's named Kevin. But, yeah, you can message us. Um, you know, of course, we got our Twitter account. We've got um, don't our email. So, and not to mention, you can find us on a lot of different podcast platforms where you can leave reviews there and maybe even pop in a question or two so i know orson is out there too orson are you listening orson work to orson come in orson out to orson <laughs> like some kind of land creature we're on buzzsprout check out triple w.buzzsprout.com slash seven eight seven one nine nine seven eight seven one nine nine domo orgato mr Roboto. So, yeah, pretty slow week here at Hot Takes. Um, but, you know, don't go away. Well, you can go away, but we will be posting up soon our National League rundown of our preview teams. You know, See if you thing. agree with our American League stuff. Tell us about that. Yeah, go check out uh, our American League breakdown where we looked at the roster at its current state. Obviously, some changes have made between then and now. But Order is the Astros. Yeah, that one too. But... We did the AL uh, last week, and we'll be popping up the National League here soon. So we keep an eye out for that. Of course, we'll post that when we get it up and going. And when Amish gets it up and going, he does all the hard work. I'm just here to piss you off. So. <laughs> <laughs> and shake your fist. But until then, if that's all we got this week, I'm Amos. Don't be a Trevor Bauer. Pitch with both eyes. And I'm Amish. Check out scottscoops.net for my cool profile. Woo! Oh, yes. Sorry. I meant to talk about that before we left. But yeah, congratulations. You are now part of the Scout Scoops community, which are people Woo! that are a big Major League Baseball, uh, the show influencers when it comes to franchise modes. Uh, you know, they run leagues, stuff like that. And you are a part of that. So congratulations. Thank you, Side. Would not have been possible without your encouragement and wisdom as well early on for me. And I even noted it so on the page. Well, you definitely didn't so. have to do that, but I appreciate it. So, all right. So until next have time, everyone, everyone have a great week. Enjoy your spring training games. And we are Hot Takes Corner. We are O-U-T out. Hot Takes out.